welcome to the Love You More podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, your hostess, and I sound a little different today because I've been under the weather. I've had the flu, and for the 50th person who has asked me, are you sure you don't have COVID? Yes. It doesn't really matter what I've had. Well, maybe it does. Of course, it matters what I've had. But, you know, when you, um, sometimes you just get tired of that question. Anyway, it was the flu. My son had the flu last week and um, we all tested positive for the flu. So the flu has not been fun. Um, And this is probably the longest time period that I have ever been sick in a row. Like I've had five days of a fever that has never happened to me. Kind of makes me feel like I'm more fragile than I thought. And maybe... um, my immune system isn't as strong as I would hope it to be, or maybe it was just a really annoying virus, a really strong, hard virus. Um, I don't even know if this podcast will go live because it's on such a whim. I just felt the need to share something that was on my heart and something that I think that maybe you aren't struggling with right now, hopefully, but um, I know that this is a very human thing about what I'm about to say and, and what this topic is about we all have been there and it is about trying to fix our feelings. Um, this morning it all came to a head, you know, I've, I've kind of dealt with what has come pretty well. I'd say, you know, I'm taking the blows. I mean, it certainly wasn't fun to have a really high fever on mother's day. That wasn't very much fun, but, um, you know, I took it a little disappointment, um, that's all right. I'm like, you know what? There's worse things. I get to stay in bed and watch some shows and, uh, read a book. And I mean, sometimes that's all you really do want on mother's day. Right. But, um, but this morning it all just sort of came to a head. My son who, my middle son, who was the one who started with the flu. Um, he has been, you know, he has been back to school. He was, he's, he's been fine. So he had been back to school for like three days And he came down this morning, um, complaining of ear pain and just really upset. And we had literally just been to the doctors the day before, um, for his yearly checkup and his ears were fine. So I was like, okay, now we have three children potentially home from school. All the, the other two boys were also sick. They're, they're home today and they were, they've been home all week. Um, and then my oldest son, chef Jack, for those who know chef Jack, he, uh, has been doing choir practice for school. And this is the first year he's done it. And I'm very proud of him for doing something other than a sport. <laughs> and he wakes up every Thursday morning at six 35. So he can be at choir practice at seven 30 every morning. And today is the day of his spring concert. And he has been looking forward to this day. He doesn't have a solo, thank goodness, but he's was really excited about it. My mom was going to come up from Tennessee and watch him and all the things. Well, he has 103 degree fever yesterday. So clearly that's not happening today. And we've been dealing with the disappointment that comes from, from life really. And as a parent, when a child is disappointed, the first thing that we often want to do is try to fix it, right? We don't want them to feel those hard feelings. And I had to keep reminding myself today, it is important and necessary to feel the hard feelings. 
and it is not my job to fix it right now. It's my job to let him learn how to deal with disappointment. So I did for the most part, I did a pretty good job. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be sad. I'm going to be sad here with you. And um, we were sad together. And then, you know, then he keeps starting to bargain again. Well, what if I'm better by this time of the day? And what if I stand far away and wear three masks and all the things? But what I want to get at here is that we don't need to fix our feelings. And um, I read something. So one of my favorite authors is a gentleman by the name of Mark Nepo. He's an author. He's a, a poet. Um, I just love his outlook on life. And he is also a cancer survivor. Um, and so he speaks a lot about surviving hard, hard things. And so I read, I've got this book by him called The Book of Awakening. And um, it's a daily read. So, you know, every day you read his amazing work. It's just like a page long. And so today I flipped to what I thought was the day. I thought today was May the 13th, but it's actually May the 12th. But I did read May the 13th and I thought, oh my gosh, this is the perfect reading for me today. There, there's nothing better than what I needed to hear in that today, even though it was the wrong day. So I wanted to read it to you. I hope that's not weird to be read to on a podcast. Um, but if you don't like that part, you can stop it. But the message here is um, it's okay to feel your feelings. And one of the podcasts that I wanted to do with one of my very dear friends, um, who's a therapist who has a lot more insight on this than I would, um, was a topic on feeling your feelings and how feelings are so important and how really there's no bad feelings. I mean, it's interesting how we teach feelings, right? Like even at our kids' school, they, they do, they teach feelings by the stoplight approach, red, red feelings. Oh, we're starting to feel mad and um, boiling inside and angry and frustrated. And then like yellow feelings are, you know, um, you're, I don't know. There's, there's, there's sometimes ways that we attach negative connotations, like maybe a color, like stop red fire, danger to hard feelings like anger and frustration, um, anxiousness, that sort of thing, blue, sad, you know? So anyway, that makes sense to kids and I get why we do it. But in the end, what I'm getting at is that we need to be teaching our kids. We can be teaching ourselves that there are no bad feelings. There, There are feelings that come. We don't have control either where those feelings or emotions come from, they just come. And then we can use them. We can use them as information. We can use them as an, into insights. And so this morning when I began, when I began crying and I was tearful, it felt good. It felt good to feel the mounding build of what it was like to be sick for so many days to be taking care of sick people, to hear your name, calling out for help when you don't yourself want to get out of the bed. Um, you know, it's, there was, there's was so much going on. And I finally let that wave of emotion come and cry and feel the sadness. And it felt good. It felt good to let that go. I mean, it, it felt good to, to give in 
to what my body was asking for, which was just to feel the feelings. And I think sometimes I can remember this with a client, one of my, one of my nutrition clients that I had, and we talked a lot together about her anger. And, um, she was taught as a kid, it was never really okay to express anger. It was never okay to really feel anger. And so she feels that maybe one of the reasons why she turned to food whenever she was having hard feelings was because she was taught that it wasn't okay to let herself move through those feelings. And so in order to stop them from coming, she would turn and found comfort in other things like food. And so I remember recommending a book about anger to her. I can't remember the title of it. I'll look it up and we can put it in the show notes if this podcast even flies. But um, it was about how we can use anger in the right way and how we can learn from these harder emotions and not, not feel the need to push them away or ignore them or assign a judgment of, of bad or good to them. So the message that I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that learning from our emotions, not, not labeling them as good or bad and leaning into them is really how we heal. And so now I am going to finish, I think, (laughs) with a reading by Mark Nepo for tomorrow's reading, which I thought was for today. All right. So the title is Feeling Our Way Through. I used to struggle fighting off sadness or trying not to be anxious. But as most of us learn, once that drop of melancholy or unrest beads on the heart, Trying to feel anything else is denial. Once the mind, like a long guitar string, is somehow plucked with the slightest agitation, there is nothing to do but let it ring itself out. We all know the tears that turn to laughter, or the laughter that breaks open to a cry, or the anger that crumbles into a tender loneliness, or the cool face of indifference that cracks, eventually showing its adhesive of fear. Amazingly, As the infinite form of flowers all rise from the same earth, the earthly gardens of emotions in all their delicate shapes and colors all rise from the same earth of heart. I love that so much. Can I read that again? I won't. I won't read it again. But just thinking about the fact that our our emotions are like a beautiful garden of flowers, right? Each one with different colors, each one with different looks and shapes and feels and smells but they all arise from a garden of emotions, all rise from the same earth of heart. Mm, That's so good. All right. May I continue? What this opens for us is the often hard to accept fact that underneath there is only one unnameable emotion, which all feelings know as home. Despite our efforts to be happy and not sad, to be calm and not anxious, to be clear and not confused, to be understanding and not angry, despite all the ways we carve up our reactions to living and then run from one to the other, despite our fear of certain feelings, it is feeling each of them all the way through that lands us in the vibrant ache that underrides our being alive. To reach this vibrant place is often healing. It is a hard thing though, to lean into a sadness we don't want 
to let the tremor of anxiety work its way through. For myself, my resistance to unpleasant feelings has been my fear that if I give over to the sadness or anxiety or confusion or pain that is upon me, I will drown in it. I fear it will take over my life. I will become nothing but sadness or anxiety or confusion. But what I discover again and again is that feeling any one feeling deeply enough, that is thoroughly and completely, somehow opens me to the common source of all feeling. And at the source, no one feeling can last by itself. So through our feelings, not around them, we come upon the unnameable source of all feeling that can heal us of the pain of any one mood. You like that? Oh my gosh, it's absolutely one of my favorites. And um, I shared this when I was in a, another dark spot, uh, I think a couple of years ago, probably in the meat of COVID. And um, I shared it with someone very near and dear to my own life. I'm not going to name any names or people because, uh, well, it wouldn't be nice. But I shared it with someone. And then that person came back and said, well, what about gratitude? I mean, we should be, we should be grateful. You know, I mean, all those feelings are great, but you know, you got to be grateful when the times are hard. And yeah, that said a lot, that response of someone who was near and dear and had a pretty strong influence on my own life in recognition that maybe, yeah, okay. If that's, if that, um, mindset that we should always be grateful and that it's not, we shouldn't be sad I mean, not, they weren't saying we shouldn't be sad, but they were saying we shouldn't wallow, I think maybe. And um, when we are taught that we need to move quickly through feelings or we shouldn't feel feelings, then that's where all the guilt and the shame can come from that leads to us feeling not great about being human, you know? So I don't know how you were taught to feel your feelings and how you were taught to think about your emotions and feelings, but what uh, Mark here is telling us is that we need to allow them to bubble up and we need to say hello to them and give them some space. And when we do that, those feelings have room to breathe and then they have room to leave. And then we have the ability to heal. So that's what I learned this morning when I was sitting on the front step of my house getting outside from all of the tissues in every room on every couch with a countertop full of different medicines, checking from therm using the thermometer every two hours and, um, and just letting myself feel my feelings so I can let all my other little ones feel their feelings too. And we can heal and we will. And I'm grateful that this is just the flu and nothing worse. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that today you notice all of the informative feelings that come your way and you let them be.